Welcome to another podcast brought to you by The Cavern Today. This is Akira Hanoi here with Steve Crox bringing you the latest from The Cavern and the community. We have an interesting podcast for you today. It's all about the community. We've tried to talk to as many of the community groups and projects as we could with the idea of letting everyone know who they are and what they are getting up to. It has been a lot of work getting this one together, hasn't it? We have a recap about Mysterium from Ken. I believe Miles managed to catch Kato for an interview, and Galen has an interesting report on the A to Z race, the CAT arranged. Weren't you supposed to be in that, Steve? Yeah, I was hoping to be in it, and I hope they run the event again, either on Until Uru or on Uru Live. It looks to be quite a bit of fun. I'm just sad that real life got in the way for me this time. It's, you know hint cat team i'd really like to have a go sometime oh um we have two pieces from ian moreland in this cast blue neon a song from his upcoming album baron's rock and skyward a piece he did especially for the Denis history puzzle i'd really suggest that people go to his site sam.ianmoreland.net and listen to his music it's really quite good blue neon is really a great song but what's the donny history puzzle a group of explorers last year spent some considerable time in the cavern, and people like Futographer devised puzzles for fellow explorers to solve. I haven't tried it yet, but since I have all this free time next week, hint sign, you know, hint, I think I'll have a go at solving it. Yes, the beta testing has started, hasn't it? The new Uru Live site has been updated with the beta client installer placed on it. Although we would like to ask explorers not to download it unless they got an email from Cyan containing their beta code, we would also like to ask explorers who have downloaded and installed it not to reveal what's installed nor to hack the installation. Even if you haven't signed a non-disclosure agreement by installing the client, you have agreed to an end-user license agreement which is just as binding. I believe Cyan has even asked people not to harass other explorers to find out if they are beta testers. If you are asking them, you're essentially stopping them from beta testing, which, as we all know, is the important thing. Well, I suppose we should get on with it. But first, it's time for Janutha's to tell us about a little project that's going on. Watching the sun set over the horizon of Mist Island, Atrus once again found himself restless and unable to sleep, realizing that so much time had already passed since those fateful events. He knew that the deeds of the past wait to be revealed. So he stole away from Mist Island, traveling back to the desert, the home of his childhood. For it would be there that he would face his nightmares. Enter a world where books are portals, where false gods reign over dying worlds, where a penstroke can link to a world beyond imagination, and the future of a civilization lies in the hands of one. The Book of Atris Movie Project. Help bring the Book of Atris to life. Visit bookofatris.forumer.com or email at bookofatris at gmail.com. This advertisement brought to you by Lego Addict of the Book of Atris Forum.
Now it's time for Galen to bring us a report on the A to Z race. As you may have heard on the CCN shortwave, one of the most exciting events of these last few weeks was the A to Z race sponsored by the Cavern Activities team. Several explorers created new avies, worked their way through all of the ages, and were timed from A, Avatar creation, to Z, picking up the Zandy shirt on their final return to the cleft. Runners overcame natural obstacles, crashes, and uncooperative Denis technological devices to claim the shirt that would prove that they had, indeed, found that Zandy had abandoned it in the cleft. Upon their return to the cat hood, they were cheered by adjudicators and spectators alike. Several runners had taken practice runs during the week and have now memorized Yisha's final speech as they could not get back to the rainy cleft without listening to her praise. The racers alone must have freed dozens of Barro during their various trial runs. Huzzah for that! During the second day, July 22nd, over two dozen participants wound their way through the ages of Uru, trying to beat the record of one hour and 43 minutes set by Dad Guy on July 15th. No less than eight Avies managed a time of one hour, forty-two minutes or less, with the best time achieved by Mark Dev team of one hour and twenty minutes. Well done, Mark Dev and Resolute Guardian. Well done indeed. I should mention that Mark Dev himself posted an individual time of one hour and twenty-five minutes, and several runners achieved a time of one hour and forty minutes or less. These include Evelyn, Nicole and Locutus, Groomer's team, Roadrunner teams 1 and 2, and Zia and Gav were very close to this time as well. All times and pictures are posted on the Cavern Activity Team Forum at www.greattreeshard.org slash catforum slash index.php Thanks, Galen. Hopefully the CAT team will bring us many more events. Now it's time for Miles, who will be discussing age-building with Kato. Hello, this is Miles from The Cavern Today. In keeping with our community-oriented theme, we decided it might be worth interviewing someone working behind the scenes in the community on a topic that we haven't discussed for quite a while, and that is age-building and fan-age development. It's my honor and privilege to welcome the founder and current administrator of the Guild of Agecrafters, Zach North, who's otherwise known to us in Cavern as Cato. Cato, it's great to have you on the show. It's great being here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited. Very cool. Well, it's great to have you. We um, haven't had you on the show before, and you're a person that I've always wanted to get on here at some stage, and this podcast seems like the right one to, to bring you in on, so it's great to have you. Yeah, I, I love listening to the show to uh, the podcast. Oh, that's great. Listen to it all the time. Ah, oh, cool, cool, cool. Well, you know, Guild of Agecrafters has sort of been lurking in the background for a number of years now. Um, I remember back in the early days when it got started and I sort of helped found it along with you and, and the Thunder. Can you take us through the, the very early days of Guild of Agecrafters and, and discuss sort of briefly how it got started? Uh, sure. Like uh, like you said, we started a while ago. Uh, I think it was in I think it was in September 2004, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that rings a bell. Okay, yeah, I just want to make sure that was the year. <laughs> and and uh, we started as a uh, th- as a topic on uh, Uru obsession, and then uh, there were a lot of people there who wanted to uh, have like a community for uh, artists, mm-hmm. 
and such. And so we started uh, talking about a, a forum. And so I I had a server that I had had, and I hadn't really I didn't really put any hadn't really had put anything on it yet. Mm. So I'd just gotten it. And so what I decided to do is uh, make a make a forum. And mm. so we we all did that. Me and I think me and you and uh, the Thunder were the ones who yeah. did it. Mm. And we started it. And uh, it just grew from there. It grew. Uh, it grew quickly to a you know, medium size. It's not yeah. as big as Uru Obsession, of course. Sure. Massive tyrant, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was it was pretty it was pretty good good sized back in those days. Mm. And then uh, and we started. Uh, I think in those early days we had started talking about doing a game and that all of us would uh, would would start doing that all of us would contribute to. Yeah. I remember in the early days we were messing around with programs such as Terrigen and Bryce quite a lot, looking at ways of creating ages in those sort of more static 2D type programs. Have you got any comments on, on our exploration of, of those sort of things? Well, I think that those are uh, those are good things to learn, both Terrigen and Bryce, like you mentioned, because I, I love I love Bryce. I think it's a great program. Uh, it's cheap. It's not as cheap as Blender, of course. Sure. <laughs> but... But it is a cheap uh, program. It, the skills you learn there can't really carry on to other 3D programs, but right. you can make some amazing stuff in there, mm. and, and Terrigen as well, although with, without models. Sure. Um, and so I think that we – I'm pretty sure that we originally started this, this game as uh, as a, a pre-rendered uh, point-and-click game like, like Mist and, and Riven mm. in, in Bryce. Uh, or at least in in a, in a number of different programs, but Bryce is mainly what I was going to be using. Mm. And then we and then we said, well, we said, hey, why don't we why don't we make it uh, why don't we make it like Uru and why don't we find an engine and and do this? Yeah. Well, you know, at that stage we knew nothing about uh, the Blender plugins that would soon be right. released for Uru. So when when Blender uh, became an option as an engine, I remember you discussing that it was a possibly a, a good thing for us to use, and many of us hadn't heard of Blender before, or, or at right. least had any experience in it. Do you want to talk about those early days of just messing around in Blender, learning the interface? Yeah. Because, sure. unfortunately, Blender seems to be one of those programs that's not intuitive just to pick up and use. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> yeah, so we spent a lot of time uh, the next year mm. uh, learning learning Blender, getting mm. to know Blender, because we, we still didn't, I don't think at this point, we still didn't knew ab- know about the... Uh, the Uru plugins that would that would be released eventually, mm-hmm. but we were we were going to try to do our own thing with Blender's uh, integrated game game framework there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we started doing. We started uh, we started messing around in Blender. Mm-hmm. We made uh, made ages and stuff. I, I mean, I've I've still got a lot of those uh, designs and, and tests and stuff. And, but mm-hmm. we had we d- we did have a lot of trouble there. Mm-hmm. I have to say because Blender. It's a very basic framework, which is it's a good thing because you can make anything out of it. But it's mm. hard, and I'm I personally am not an experienced programmer, and yeah. we don't we don't have a lot of people who are experienced with game programming, mm. and so we were trying to we were trying to find some of those, and we actually found one 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 member that's that's still there today, uh, named Atris on the forums. Mm. He's he's a uh, he's a Blender, uh, Blender aficionado and mm. and programmer of things in Blender. Great, sure. Well, soon we got to a point where a lot of concept had been developed uh, for this upcoming game that was at that stage, oh, yeah. I think, yet to be named. Um, and yeah. then suddenly the Blender plugins were released, and that, that exploded oh, yeah. a whole other dimension that, that hadn't even been looked at yet. Now, a lot has been said on Age Builders, but quite a few people have 
uh, are yet to embrace the concept fully and have yet to install such software as Uru Age Manager and get the, the sort of end user stuff working. I know I personally, personally haven't done much work with Uru Age Manager. Uh, could you talk to us about what sort of technology is actually powering the, the, the Blender Uru plugins before we get back to, to speaking about the game in more detail? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes, it's it's all written in uh, it's all written in Python, uh, mm. and uh, it's a ex it's a it's just it's very simple to use if you if you do everything correctly. Mm. It's very simple to use. You just you make I mean you have to conform to 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 Uru's rules and and the plugins rules, mm. but it's very well integrated with Blender. Blender has a, a property system mainly used for its own game engine, but we we have found a way to adapt that into into uh, Uru. Uh, well, not we, because not really. I'm not a part of development, developing of the program. But the people who make the program have have found a way to really integrate it mm. closely into into Blender's property system. Mm. And so it's you, there's a lot of stuff you can do just just with Blender and the plugin without any uh, additional coding or anything. Right. So in order for end users to implement uh, the game, I've heard talk of things such as Uru Age Manager. Uh, how yeah. how would a random person be able to play at one of these fan-made ages. Well, they would have to download a. Uh, they would have to have a, a unhacked, unpatched installation of uh, Uru: The Path of the Shell or mm. Complete Chronicles, uh, right. and they would have to. Uh, they would have to download the uh, program called Uru Age Manager, as you mentioned. Okay. And install that, and then they would just. Uh, they would be able. They would be presented with a list of ages they could download. Mm. They would just do that, and then they the ages would appear in a book on their. Uh, Relto shelf. Uh, that sounds really great. Who wrote the software? Uh, the guy, a man named uh, Dustin, wrote oh, right, the software. Of and uh, he was he was a really, I I think he was a really good good person for the community because he, he did that software and it's a it's a great program. Absolutely. It's it's an it's an asset to people who want to play ages as well as make them. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, Dustin has left the community. Uh, he's he's nowhere to be found. Uh, sure. I I wish he could have stayed longer because he yeah. he could the, that program could have really really done done something cool. But Absolutely. he's he's given he's given control of the age list to uh, uh, Starfire, I believe, who runs uh, Age Builders. All right. Yes. All right. Well, that's good. That at least the project will be maintained in that in that sense from a, yeah, from yeah. a distribution point of view. Right. Well, getting back to. Guild of Agecrafters game. Um, I guess at this stage, it's it's worth dropping the name of the game, or at least the working title of the game, mm-hmm. and maybe discussing a little bit of um, the ideas that led up to creating this game, and and maybe a bit of bit of a potential storyline. If if this uh, definitely, if that's oh, well, I available. Could talk for hours. I can talk for hours about that. All oh, right. Well, I don't you know, know if that's if go, I don't know you if know that's a good thing. But oh, you just you just go for it. <laughs> 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 All right. So we've got we've got this game. Mm-hmm. And um, what what's the game called? Name of the game is Search for the Springs of Kelbet. All right. What what is that? So, so what is Kelbet? He was a a man who lived in in Dunny, and he uh, he wrote he wrote an age that supposedly the age was an entire lock. Now, entire age was a lock except for one area, and this the area that it was a lock to. It was a big puzzle that you had to solve to get to a certain area. Mm. It was a reward for explorers. He called it the Springs of Kelbet, and supposedly this area has unimaginable treasure. Wow. Okay. So the the goal of the game would then be to um to unlock find it and and find the find the treasure. Yeah. 
All right. So, are we talking about multiple ages leading up to this? Yes. All right. Uh, so, do you want to talk talk us through a couple of couple of the ages and and elements of sure. the game? Yeah. Uh, one of uh, there's there's three that I that I'm that I really want to talk about. So uh, the first one that we have is the one that uh, anyone can see in the the screenshots. We only have three screenshots out right now, but we're planning on on doing some more mm-hmm. very soon. Uh, it's called Ceradon. Mm. And it was made by Mystical Explorer, if anyone knows him from the community. He's You're a right. very talented, very talented modeler, mm. and he's he's doing he's doing that age along with a few others. I think he has uh, I think he has four. Mm-hmm. He's he's a really talented modeler and uh, designer. He's designed a, a few ages that we've that we've given to other people to make mm-hmm. create. Mm-hmm. And uh, this age is uh, it's a beautiful mountain mountainous landscape. And it's got temples, and it's got a, a a ride like sort of like the one in Riven right. that you ride on, or the uh, s- or the one in Celentic in the original Mist. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's just wonderful. The the graphics in that age, I just personally, I think that they are just beautiful. Mm. And you can you can see some of this these this uh, work his work in these screenshots cool. that are uh, that are on our website and other websites. Cool. What's the what's the web address, Kato? guildofagecrafters.org guildofagecrafters.org yes that'll take you to our forum great and they can find it on the on the public viewable section there huh great yeah. all right so that's so that's Ceradon. yes okay well we we plan to have uh by the time the game's finished we plan to have 10 okay wow that's quite ambitious yeah i know but the i know it's ambitious but they're they're all coming the the interesting thing is they're all coming along Perfectly, they're, wow. they're, the pieces are falling into place. People are working, and it's it's going great. Sure, amazing. Um, so, the the next one I want to talk about is uh, is called it's my own age. It's mm-hmm. called Gwer, and uh, I it's spelled it's a very odd name. Mm-hmm. Spell I'd probably change it. It's spelled G U E R R, and uh, I designed it and and modeled it, and it looks okay. I don't want to <laughs> brag here. It looks okay. <laughs> I mean, I think it looks good, but mm. I'm not going to say that. All right. It's a it's a beach age. It was it was used as a prison age for for uh, right for a certain person. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention from the storyline because <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not going to mention by name. Okay. Okay. It was originally used as a vacation age because mm. it's a it's a it's supposedly a beautiful place, mm. but it was turned into a, a prison age when the the person that owned it. Uh, couldn't use it any couldn't use it anymore okay. and it's a it's a beach with a a rock rocky structure on it mm-hmm. rocky uh, cliff thing but it's very small mm. not i mean it's it's like as tall as a person probably okay and uh, then there's a house on top of it mm. small little hut there's some trees on it intriguing yes all right so that's so that's square yes and the next one is uh was designed by our very own Miles. Mm. <laughs> La Tranquil. Mm. La Tranquil. However you pronounce that. I think that name will have to be La changed at some stage to be more Dunny. Like. Yes. Yes. That's a, I think a the extreme. I don't. Working I don't think the. I don't think the Dunny knew French. <laughs> oh well. You you made it in in Terrigen quite a while ago. Yeah, it was originally a small Terrigen project that I had going on in the early days of Guild of Age Crafters, and when um. When life got a bit busy and that sort of thing, I sort of stopped development on it and passed it on to Guild of Age Crafters to do with do with it what they what they wish. And it seems to have made its way into the game. 
Well, yeah, it was. It's on our logo. We kind of have to put it in. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So I've been I've been working on uh, working on structures from there, and I, that's going to be hopefully the next screenshot that we get out. If it's not one of Ceridon, it's going to be of one of Great. these structures from from that age. Cool. Uh, one of the houses. It's going to be a big giant age. Uh, a lot of it. There's going to be a lot you can see, and uh, quite a bit that you can explore. Great. Would you say one of the bigger ages in the game? I would. I would say that uh, along mm. with Ceridon, it's huge too. Okay. Sure. All right, so we've got these sort of primary ages, and uh, you know, in in Myst games, it's generally been you get to one age, and that acts as a as a, a hub or, or node for a whole lot of yeah. other ages. I'm thinking Myst Island, uh, right, uh, Riven, Janin in uh, Exile. Uh, are you working on that model? Yes, we are. Uh, we have one age. It doesn't have a name yet. We're just calling it the Hub Age. Mm-hmm. It's it's the first age that you go to in the game, mm-hmm. and it has it has a door in it. And behind the door is the book that will supposedly take you to the springs of Keldad. Mm. So your objective through the entire game is to piece together the key that will open that door. Aha. And you get a piece of the key upon completing each age. Mm. And uh, you're also treated to a little a little video that advances the story along. But there will also be characters you can interact with, or at least mm. see, like, like Zandi or Yisha in, in Uru. Sure, okay. Deploying a game like this uh, has obviously got challenges. You've, we've spoken about Uru Age Manager, uh, and that'll yeah. let people run it in an offline sense. Have, yeah. Has any work been done on making it more online friendly, either using our current Until Uru servers and uh, perhaps looking towards the future, running it under Cyan World's new Uru Live? We we haven't specifically tested it on any available, available uh, programs like that, but I am hoping to one day get it running on the Volcano Project. Have you heard of that one? Sure. A couple of um, podcasts ago, we actually interviewed Zrax from the Volcano Project. Uh, and oh, he had... he's he's a good guy. Him and Adam Absolutely. Adam Johnson. Have you heard of him? Yeah, he's Adam's, a, Adam's both... on the employ of TCT as well these days. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, they're, they're both really nice people, and uh, I go on their IRC channel all the time and talk to them. I, right, yeah. I like those guys. Uh, Adam's been doing some work, I, I believe, rewriting a couple of the, oh, the yeah. Python modules for, for Blender. I'm very much interested in that, because mm. it's supposedly going to make it all more efficient. Absolutely. All right, okay. so, so at the moment, deployment on uh, to Uru in an offline sense is a real reality, um, and we can perhaps look towards deploying it on, on until Uru uh, servers at some stage. Yes, we, we hope... Or at least I know that I hope to get it running on both Uru Live and Volcano for until yeah. Uru. Uh, cool. After the game is out. Right, yeah. Okay, so uh, there's been some sort of matterings about fan-made content in, in Cyan Worlds' new uh, Uru Live. But nothing concrete has been released uh, either from Cyan or from anyone else. Uh, right. It seems that Cyan, based on our interview... Uh, with Mark DeForest, the CTO of Cyan, that the engine has been completely rewritten for, for Uru Live this time around, uh, which will obviously make porting a game that's developed for uh, Plasma 2.0 in the Until Uru content, content right. rather challenging. Um, I guess you have to just wait for Cyan to either provide tools or, or give you some further information on that. Yeah, we're, we're just... I personally am just going to wait until Cyan says that we can we can do this and they give us some sort of some sort of guideline. I don't think we're going to be able to use Blender anymore primarily. Mm, yeah. I think they're going to they're going to probably provide us with a a dumber version of their 
uh, 3D Studio Max tools. Mm -hmm. And okay. I mean, if if that's if that's what it takes, I'll I'll get the program and I'll I'll mm. port all our ages. Yeah. From from Blender to that. Right. Yeah. Which is is harder than it sounds. <laughs> Ooh, I can imagine. My gosh. Um. Wow. So that's really is quite a project. Do we, is there any release date uh, set yet, Kato, or is this really uh, working until it's done? It really is working until it's done. We have no time frame. Yeah. We're 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 telling people take as long as you w like, as long as you make it good. Yeah. Because we want it to be the best we can make it. Yeah. We are currently expecting to maybe get it out by mid next year. Okay. Cool. I so, know that. Yeah. Uru will probably Uru will probably be old and outdated, and nobody will care about it anymore. But it doesn't matter because we're gonna get out our game. Oh, that's wonderful because um. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Uru and Until Uru after this new Uru Live comes out. You yeah. Know? I mean, I'm not sh I'm not a hundred percent sure that every single person in Until Uru now is going to be able to afford uh, Uru Live in in the right. new form it is. As disappointing as that is, uh, it is a reality that not all of our even our younger um, user base is going to be able to play uh, a ten dollar a month game. Right. So so perhaps developing this content uh, for an offline the, for the offline version of yeah. the game is is really great. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make it so that everyone who has Uru can play it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I would like to make it so that people who have the just basic Uru game, uh, Uru Prime, can play it. But unfortunately, the uh, programs require that we have that that people have uh, Path of the Shell or Complete Chronicles. Right. Yeah. That seems to be the case with quite a few things. Um, all right. So, how many people have we got on the team at the moment? Uh, quite a few. Let's see. I can think of probably twenty off the top of my head. Really? And, but, okay. and yeah, and but we're open. We're still open too because we need we need uh we need sound people to make sound and music. Mm. We need concept artists for certain ages that haven't quite been fleshed out yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're looking for perhaps a uh, Python coder to mm. help us with certain things in Uru. Um, yeah. But, but we we have enough people to make something that looks good, sure. uh, and and we have a, s a few certain music and and sound people. But yeah. we we would really like some more music people, concept mm -hmm. art people, and especially programmers that can help us uh, get a little bit more friendly with uh, with plasma. Right. Well, there you've heard it. www.guildofagecrafters.org. If you'd like to get involved in this very exciting project, to um really just give something back to the community. It's not the sort of thing that can um, reap any financial reward or anything of that nature. <laughs> it's um, it's much like Kevin today, just giving something back to the community. Uh, Kato, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Have you got anything else that you'd like to add uh, in closing? Um, not, not much. Just uh, come to the website, check out our, our screenshots if you want to join up. Uh, it's, it's open to everybody. And yeah. uh, we don't put any restrictions on the level of skill that somebody has because we can teach them to, to be better at, at Blender and, and texture programs and, and stuff like that. We can teach them to be better graphical artists. So if, even if you don't have any, any skill in, in 3D computer graphics or, or any other kind of graphics ability, we can, we can help you with that a, a little bit. We can, we can give you some, some help there. Well, that sounds like an absolutely awesome project. I've always been a, a firm supporter of Guild of Agecrafters since since we founded it back in September 2004. It's really done amazingly 
quiet things in the background, just getting on with it, enjoying enjoying what it's doing, and uh, and hopefully we'll see this Springs of Calbet sometime in the middle of next year. Well, yeah, I it's hope been so. an, yeah, it's been an absolute honor. Thank you so much for your time, Cato. All right. We hope to, Glad uh, to be here. Yeah, we hope to see you on the Cabin Today forums, and uh, we hope to get a, a couple of people across, or a lot of people across, onto guildofagecrafters.org. Well, for uh, the Cabin Today, this is Miles signing off. I think Steve has snuck into Agora again and wants to bring us an update on all things cavern related. I'm here in the Hall of Kings, just starting on the Denis history puzzle. The puzzles are taking some time, but I'm getting there. The music's not bad either. Well, quite a lot has happened since our last podcast. Mysterium occurred last weekend, which many of the explorers left to attend. This, of course, left the cabin quite empty. It was quite dull in here over the weekend. Many of the TCT staff were at Spokane for the event this year, and they took lots of photographs, which can be found at gallery.thecamtoday.com. We also have a place in Australia photographs, but we haven't yet received any. Sign and GameTap were recently in a town hall meeting about Sign's new game, Uru Live. The meeting was held by Rand Miller, David Reed, the Vice President of Marketing of GameTap, Blake Lewin, the Vice President of Product Development, and Randomos, our new Community Manager. Uru Live will be available through GameTap currently at the www.urulive.com site. A limited time offer for new GameTap subscribers who are interested in Uru Live has been given. Anyone who signs up to GameTap through the EuroLive site will get the first month of their subscription free. They'll also have a mark next to them to say that they signed up because they were interested in EuroLive. For people who have already signed up to GameTap, PM your details to Grey Dragon and he'll get the mark put next to your name to show that you're also interested. The meeting also confirmed that international explorers will be able to access EuroLive. Where GameStop is not currently available, explorers will be able to sign up for $9.95 and use the Uru Live client. Randomos, our newly designated community manager, has created a petition for international explorers. The petition can be found at www.petitiononline.com forward slash urulive forward slash petition.html. Please remember that the U and L of Uru Live must be capitals for the address to work. People who sign up to GameTap through Uru Live site or international explorers who sign the online petition will help show the support for Uru Live. And I ask everyone to remember that the more support we show for Uru Live, the more money GameTap gives Sion, which hopefully means more ages and puzzles for the rest of us. Also, in smaller news, the Uru Live beta has begun. Emails were sent at 8.54am Greenwich Mean Time, and the Uru Live site was updated with the beta installer. Sign has asked us not to download the installer unless we have given a special beta code from them. They have also asked us not to discuss the contents of the beta installer or to try and hack the beta installer itself, so we ask you to be mindful of that. Anyway, it doesn't seem like there's much else going on in the cabin for the moment. I'm going off to see if I can solve this puzzle. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I'm certainly excited about GameTap's support for Cyan, and I'd like to welcome Randomos as our community manager. Speaking of the community, 
Ken has a special recap of Mysterium for us. Hello, this is Ken Telenome with The Cavern Today, bringing to you a special Mysterium review. At the end of July, Mist fans gathered in Spokane, Washington for Mysterium 2006. While there, we attended a Rand Miller question and answer session, and while running a video camera nonetheless, I was able to take notes to bring them back to you. GameTap has been the savior of Uru Live. A GameTap subscription will cost users $10 a month. That's either for all of GameTap or just Uru Live by itself. Although the infrastructure isn't in place right now, GameTap has given us their solemn word, almost swearing on a Bible, that international explorers will be included in Uru Live. We don't have to worry about that. When Uru Live is released, it will have a free area for new people. One of the big problems with Uru Live in the beginning was that if you didn't like the game, you had already spent the money on it. This way, those of us that are already hooked on the game can invite our friends to this free, limited area of Uru Live for, so they can try it out. If they like it, they can sign up for the $10 a month subscription and experience Uru Live in all its glory. One of the big issues when Uru Live first came out was a lack of advertising. GameTap has already put into place commercials that have Uru Live in them. However, since Uru Live is one of the two prized jewels of GameTap, they're going to be devoting commercials entirely to Uru Live in the future. So, <laughs> in the future, we'll be seeing these TV commercials that feature Uru Live, and this will hopefully get the word out. When Uru Live opens, it's not clear what's going to happen to the private shards. Rand Miller wasn't too specific. We know for sure that Damala will go down, because Damala's purpose will have been served when Uru Live opens. I think this also means that he hopes the other shards will step down quietly, as uh, their purpose will have been served as well. The big question on everybody's mind was new content. Well, there's some good news and some bad news. The good news is, there will be new content. The bad news is, it won't be right away. Right now, Cyan is working on fixing all the bugs. Teledebucketophobia will not exist when Uru Live comes out. You will not crash every time you enter an age. You will not fall through cracks in the world. These are the things that Cyan Worlds is concentrating on at the moment. Fix what we have now, then add to it later. In the meantime, they will release new small things. Uh, we are told there will be more hair designs and more clothes to choose from. And, yes, we have confirmation. Guys, you will have a new Avi dance. One big part of new content that they will add is player ages. Yes, they did release these resources for a reason. The way that they're going to be uh, involved is going to be somewhat limited at first. That They're not exactly sure how it's going to work. But all of you out there who have been dutifully building these ages will find that they may end up in Uru Live. So keep working on it, we love what you're doing. The conversation wasn't always about Uru Live. For example, we learned that Rand Miller has not finished playing Mist 3 Exile, nor has he finished playing Mist 4 Revelation. We decided not to ask whether he had finished Mist 5 End of Ages. But he does like playing Uru, he did tell us that. 
He was also asked uh, what he thought of Squeeze and will they be returning in any future games. We now know that Rand Miller hates Squeeze and thinks they are evil and has sworn they are never ever returning to a Myst game. Someone also asked about uh, a few years ago Cyan uh, had released information that it was making a movie or a miniseries with Sci-Fi Channel. That uh, obviously fell through or else we would all have a copy in our homes by now. But when asked if that was still an option in Cyan's future, Rand Miller said he would love to do it. But Hollywood is uh, a fickle place and uh, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, right now Cyan does not have the resources to follow Uru Live, what development is going on in Lattice, and a movie or miniseries. But who knows? In the future, I say hesitantly, we may very well see a missed miniseries chronicling the timeline. And we did get official confirmation of the timeline. The timeline is the Book of Tiana, the Book of Atris, Mist, Riven, the sequel to Mist, the Book of Dunny, Mist 3 Exile, Mist 4 Revelation, Uru Ages Beyond Mist, Uru Path of the Shell, Mist 5 End of Ages, and then this Uru Live. The storyline that we will see in Uru Live is somewhat changed and adapted. They use some of the storyline in the Path of the Shell and End of Ages, but we are assured that we will hopefully be pleasantly surprised with the direction that it's going. For example, we know that we aren't going to be starting the Uru Live ex exploration at the cleft. They won't tell us where we're starting, except that we'll be starting at home. Uh, one possible model for Uru Live that has been thrown around and floating around is find a place, make a home. So in Cyan's natural ambiguity, we don't actually know where we're going to be starting. Because we've already been everywhere. All that's left is to go everywhere else. Last but not least, we have some missing persons reports. No one has yet to hear from Dr. Watson. Rawa hasn't heard from him. Richard A. Watson hasn't heard from him. So nobody knows where he is. Rand is just as in the dark. We also asked about poor Phil Henderson. I don't know. and I personally think something is going on there. Rand Miller insists we haven't found the body. There's really nothing we can do. Sounds a little fishy to me, but what else are we going to do? That's all I was able to scrounge up from the question and answer. I don't think it's everything, but it's all I was able to write down. I hope you enjoyed this report, and I look forward to seeing every last one of you in the cavern when Uru Live starts. This is Ken Telenom signing off for the cavern today. Hi, this is Steve Crocs. I'm here with Ort Max. We're here to talk about the liaisons, just what they do for us, and um, the elections and those sort of things. So, welcome, Ort Max. Hello. Glad, to, uh, good to be back. Right. Well, first things first. For our new explorers, would you mind explaining just what a liaison is? Well, basically, uh, what we do, we work with the DRC uh, to set up these town hall meetings. And at the town hall meetings, the explorers get to come ask questions of various people. Uh, originally, we thought it was mostly going to be an in-character job where we'd be dealing mostly with the DRC and having people ask them questions. But it's kind of turned into both in-cavern and out-of-cavern because uh, the last round, the first round we had, was alternating DRC meetings and 
uh, cyan meetings, but now we're going to start adding in some game tap meetings as well for our new round. Oh, well, you were there at the uh, game set, first game tap meeting, weren't you? Yes, I was lucky enough. I uh, talked to my brother who works at the same place I do and got him to come in a little early so that I could make it to that meeting. Oh, cool. And did you have any foreknowledge of the content at that time? or? <sighs> All we knew at that point was that they were trying to get some special guests from GameTap there. We didn't know who it was. Uh, we didn't know for sure that they were even going to be there. And we were asked to kind of keep it to ourselves, just that little bit of information, because I, mostly because it seems that, that Cyan didn't want us to get disappointed if the information got out and then it turned out they couldn't be there. They didn't want you guys, they didn't want to let you guys down. So, uh, for I think the first time ever in this job, we actually had information that we kept quiet about. But as you can see, it wasn't really anything big. So, yeah. oh, cool. Um, has you have you noticed any change in celebrity? I know you've been a liaison now for a few months now. Um, it seems like everybody knows me, even though people I have, even people I haven't met yet, they'll walk up. Oh, you're that liaison guy. But then again, half the time people come in and go, what's the liaison? I don't know. I Explain this to me. Uh, I, I like to think that it's just not any different than if I was just sitting around and talking like I did before. But it does seem like any time I come in, everyone's going, is there any news? Do you have anything interesting? And it's always, well, here's what we learned at the last meeting. <laughs> but have the liaisons planned the next round of elections or... You know, how's that all going to be sorted? Do you have any ideas yet? Or? Uh, we're, we're trying to put a few things in motion right now. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how much I can say about it. I mean, it's going to be completely transparent here when it's when before we start. But I don't want to put out any names yet as to who might be thinking about running it or uh, anything from the DRC or Cyan yet until I know a little bit more. Uh, now, as soon as we do know what's going on, it's going to. We're not going to be involved in the actual election at all. We're just going to sit back. Uh, if we're running, we're not going to really give any input on the system. We're going to leave that to whoever's running it. If we're not running, of course, people will be. They'll be participating as average voters. And some of us are running again. Some of us are definitely not running again. Some of us aren't sure yet. And out of five, I can't tell you which or which, but you'll know soon enough. Oh, will you be running again? I've been thinking about that and going back and forth, and at this point, I can say I probably will, but I'm not entirely sure. I, I'd really like to be there for the transition to live because it's such a big, momentous thing, and I'd, you know, I'd like to have a little bit, tiny, itty bitty part in it. But at the same time, uh, it's it's really a little more work than you'd expect it to be. <laughs> And uh, my life's gotten kind of busy of late, and I haven't been down in the cavern as much, and I feel like I'm maybe falling behind on the job. We'll see how things go in the next couple of months. Uh, by the time the election system has been, or by the time we start the election season again, I'll probably have an idea, a better idea then. Will the job role <laughs> of the liaison be further defined at the elections, or are you still kind of doing whatever needs doing as sign? Well, we, we've asked uh, Cyan and the DRC both for uh, more information, and we've actually asked uh, the new slash old community manager, manager uh, Randomos, again. And they've all sort of said, we're going to try to get to it. We hope we can get to it before the election. 
but as of, you know, they're in, all incredibly busy right now, with good reason. And so we're sort of sitting back and waiting. I think as of right now, I don't see the job changing too much in the near future. Uh, they may end up needing a few extra things once life starts up, but we may not even know we need it until that time. But I think as of right now, it's going to be continuing things like, uh, at least through the launch of Live, it'll be more town hall meetings and more little meetings with the DRC and saying, okay, you know, what do we go, here's what everyone wants to know, what can we go tell them? Yeah, oh, you mentioned Randomos there. Do the liaisons have any deal, of, you know, um, any contact with him or? Well, uh, well, we didn't know that he was going to be joining GameTap, first of all. That was, that was, we didn't know that until the, the town hall meeting that Thursday, um, right before Mysterium when he showed up and was introduced as community manager. Uh, I didn't really have any contact with him. We didn't have any contact in any kind of professional capacity before this, but now we're trying to get, uh, have have more of a professional relationship with him between the liaisons and the community managers so that we can help work through some community concerns together if we have any. As of right now, that's mostly been going, hey, can you give us a job description? And he said, well, we're kind of busy right now, but we'll work on that. Oh, cool. Well, hopefully we won't have any um, major community problems that we have recently. I, I, the only thing I've seen flaring up recently is a little bit of talk about uh, what's in the beta installer that's caused a little argument here and there, but I think that's mostly... It's remained civil enough that I'm not terribly worried about it, you know. That, that beta install is killing me. It's stuck in my desktop. Uh, just don't install it, because you know, I shouldn't. But... Mine too. It's sitting there. I downloaded it right before, apparently, Grey Dragon made his post about, don't download it unless you've got a beta client or a beta code. And I was sitting there debating with myself, should I download it? Well, they wouldn't have put it out here if they didn't want us to have it. But I don't have a beta code, so it won't do me any good. And they'll probably put out a later version anyway by the time I get into beta, which I may or may not be in, by the way. I'm not saying. <laughs> uh, they may put out a later version, and then I'll need to get that. But maybe uh, I ended up getting it right before I saw that message, and it's been sitting there ever since. So you're not going to say if you plan to join the beta or not, or hope to join the beta? Well, I, I, I've signed up for it, and uh, I will state officially here and now that I am not in the beta yet. But I've decided to take a policy of mysteriousness on this subject. And so from this point forward, I'll, I'll say, uh, I wish I could tell you if I was in the beta. <laughs> I, I'm hoping to be in it, but I have met a few people who have signed up to it and they've changed their minds recently. So. Well, if, they, I mean, if they've signed up and they don't want to get in, I'd say when they get that email from Cyan, just um, send it back and say, I'm sorry, I'm not interested right now. I'll wait for live. But really, I, I mean, I did the old beta, and uh, we had the same, I assume it's the same sort of NDA, I don't really know, where basically you can't say anything about it, whether you're in it, whether you're not. You can't tell your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, you can't tell your wife, you know, nobody. And uh, it wasn't really that big of a deal, because if I did want to talk about the beta, we had forum a forum we could go to and, and discuss it. And so that was a good place to kind of go talk about the beta without having to go talk to everybody else. Uh, the one thing I'm looking forward to is maybe planting a little fake speculation out there somewhere 
about the beta. Well, and that would be evil. Once I'm in and I know, you know, I can go out and say, well, maybe they're doing this and it'll be completely wrong. But just to see what happens. Oh, no, you Anyway, right, it's been a pleasure to have you on. All right, thanks for having me on again. All right. Oh, so we will um, have to speak to you soon when it comes to election times. Yes. Hopefully this uh, month sometime we'll know something. Okay, thank you very much. Now for Blue Neon, a song by Ian Moreland for his upcoming album, Baron's Rock.
Hey, this is Moog bringing you the Journals of Toraneko, a series of journal excerpts from the in-character journal TCT Staffer Toraneko kept while playing Uru. Spoilers have been edited out, and each installment will cover a specific age along her journey. I'll be playing the explorer who finds the journal, while Galen will be reading the journal excerpts. The first installment covers the start of Toraneko's journey at the cleft. Enjoy! Flipping through the journals and... Hey, what's this? A new journal? Hmm. Huh. The Journals of Toraneko. That doesn't sound like a dunny name. Let's see here. Let's read. I have heard the call. This is my journey. Oh, it's an explorer's journal. wonder what it's doing up here. the call. I have hiked, biked, and hitchhiked my way through New Mexico. A nice couple with a jeep dropped me off here in the desert near the place. <laughs> they laughed when I said I felt compelled to come out here. Not that I could say anything. To them I was just a weird girl who wanted to wander the desert with little more than a backpack of supplies. But this is the place. This is where my journey begins, here in the shade of an old volcano. I have heard the call, and I have answered it. This journal is to keep a record of my journey. There's a trailer here. The man calls himself Zandy. He seems friendly. He has offered to help if I get stuck. Zandy says that she has left a message for me. I wonder who she is. A strange cloth. It has a swirling handprint on it. I touch the cloth and it hums and gives off a greenish glow. There's a pool down here in the shaded cleft. It's cool and crystal clear. I wonder if the water's safe to drink. And there's a door set into the tree. A hand design is on it. That cloth... Are they the journeys? Zandy mentioned. I'll look for more of these journey cloths. I'm stopping here in the small bedroom for a rest before continuing my explorations. There's a note on the bed. The Desert Bird. Yisha, daughter of Atris and Catherine. Is she the one calling me? But no, that's absurd. She's been dead for at least 200 years, right? 
I have found the seven journeys. And now I'm ready, as Zandy put it, to enter the tree. <laughs> I stand before the journey door, wondering, will I ever get back? Will I see home again? What's to become of me should I choose to continue? <laughs> Wonderful. Now I'm talking to myself. Lighten up, Torneko. You have been called. Yisha wouldn't bring people into danger. I hope. Then I placed my hand on the symbol and entered the tree. There are carvings on the walls down here. They glow blue when I'm near. Eerie. A Dini word? A person? A volcano? A cave? There's a story written on these walls. Whose journey was this? Or is it to be mine? A linking book was on a pedestal. A real linking book. On instinct, I picked it up and hooked it to my belt. I can't wait to start this journey, to find what awaits me in the next age once I press my hand to the linking panel. The glowing picture swirls a small island. Deep breaths, Toroneko. It's time to begin. This concludes the first installment of The Journals of Torineco. Join us next time for excerpts from Relto and Teledon. Shora. Now it's that time of the show where those boys at TCT Tech try to help us get our systems ready for Uru Live. Take it away, guys. your host today, Anthony. Janathis, sadly, will not be with us today. Yes, I am. He's having computer problems and won't be able to make it into the cavern today. No, I'm not having any problems. I'm here, Anthony. So today, I'll be sharing some graphical card recommendations to help those desiring a specific price point slash performance recommendation. You mean that list I painstakingly researched for you to read off? I'm sorry, there seems to be a noise in the studio today. I can't explain why. Maybe we can just mull our way through it and it'll go away? Noise? You're calling me noise? Mm -hmm. The last segment covered different types of DirectX rendering. Their pros, cons, upgrades, improvements, and benefits. 
While we specified that DirectX 8 was the minimum level of hardware you're going to need to run Uru full featured, you can't really find that hardware, DirectX 8 hardware, these days. As a matter of fact, the cheapest hardware you're going to find that I'm recommending is going to be DirectX 9 and it will be more than enough to run Uru at standard settings. You're not ignoring me because your video card benchmark lower than mine, are you? You can crank up the settings in Uru and get some clear, crisp, and gorgeous graphics with some settings that only mid-range or high mid-range hardware can support. Sometimes you get what you pay for, and if you buy expensive high-end hardware, you will be privy to all the bells and whistles unless you manage to break something like Genesis. Nothing's broken. My machine works fine, and I'm here. Can't you hear me, Anthony? Are you deaf? Oh, hi, Genathus. I mean, the Genathus. I thought I sab- I mean, I thought your PC was broken and you wouldn't be here. Well, I will say this. I rarely break my PC. What others do on it is another matter. So you'll admit you broke it. So uh, what happened? Uh, somebody seems to have unseated my video card. What do you mean? The video card was not in its slot properly, and there was not a signal coming out my cable. My monitor was black. Oh? Are you sure you didn't hit it too hard? When would I ever hit a PC? Oh, let's say the last time it upset you. I hit the desk, not the PC. So you only hear me. You didn't see what I did. Sure. It was just the desk. Anyways, either way, it's good that you're here, I suppose. I was just about to share with the audience what cards would be good to make Uru into the beautiful experience you and I know it is with my, I'm sorry, I mean our high-end hardware. So let's get started with your basic to get you rolling in Uru video cards. In general, the lowest level of hardware you're going to find or want it's going to be your GeForce FX series or Radeon 9 series. Now these cards are going to end up being between $30 and $55 and pretty easy to find usually. That's right, Anthony. In the realm of your basic Uru Experience video card, and this is the start Uru, don't change any settings, just run it. These cards will run it just fine and you'll get full features. Um, the basic NVIDIA side is going to be the GeForce FX 5200. Also, on the ATI side, it'll be the Radeon 9550. You'll need to change nothing in Uru, and you'll be able to run everything as is. Now, if you're looking for a higher end than these, mid-range card, you'll be looking for probably either a GeForce 6600 series end up, or the Radeon ATI X1300 series end up. You're going to find these cards between... 85 and 160 dollars. They're gonna let you crank up the settings a little bit. The prices will depend on vendor, the retailer, and the manufacturer of the card themselves. To narrow it down to some specific models, what you're really looking for on the NVIDIA side is a GeForce 6600 GT, and on the ATI side, a Radeon X1300 Pro. These are both available in AGP or PCI Express. PCI Express is the high-end standard for today. With these cards, you can probably crank it up a, at one notch or two notches in your resolution. You can crank up your textures to high or even maybe even ultra. Depends on, you know, user mileage may vary. 
and you can probably run at least some anisotropic filtering, if not some anti-aliasing. Alright, now we come to the part where you're looking for that card that's going to let nothing stand in your way for your high-end Uru visual experience. Now, if you're looking for that card, you're probably going to want to look at either the NVIDIA GeForce 7600 series and up, or ATI's Radeon X1800 series on it and up. They'll run between $170 and $245. As before, it'll depend on the manufacturer, vendor, and where you buy it and the deals of the day. And you may find deals if you look. Now the parts you're looking for in specific, once again, is the GeForce 7600 GT, which is PCI Express, and the Radeon X1800 GTO, which is also PCI Express. It's important to point out that when you're in this range that you're looking at PCI Express only for the most part. And with these cards, you're going to be able to turn every setting to root to the maximum. So that means you can run it at 1600 by 1200 resolution with the ultra textures, which is the settings to max, anisotropic filtering, anti-aliasing, all to max. Everything will look fine. It's important to point out, though, if you have one of those really big CRT monitors and you're running a 2048 by something resolution, which I'm not even sure Uru supports that high, but if you turn it up to that high, these cards may not even be able to handle that. But for the most part, any resolution you're going to run is going to run fine on these. So to recap, at the middle, you're looking at GeForce FX series or Radeon 9000 series. Mid-range, you're looking at the GeForce 6600 series or Radeon X1300 series or up. And on the high, for that experience where you can just push everything to its limits in Uru, you'll be looking at a GeForce 7600 series and up, or Radeon X1800 series and up. Now it's important to note, this is not a no-holds-barred recommendation. $245 is not the end-all, be-all cost for a video card. There are video cards out there that cost $600. There are video card solutions out there that cost $1,200 just for the video cards themselves. We are not recommending that you spend every last cent on video cards. We're recommending so you, you have more than enough to play Uru. That's right. And <laughs> dun, dun, I, lost, dun, I totally dun, lost dun, my train of thought. Dun, dun, you interrupted, dun, and I was like, dun, 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 I was going somewhere. Shut up. I'm telling That's it. I'm going to let Millicuddy work on your computer. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> now, just remember, we made conservative recommendations for video cards for running Uru. Mm -hmm. uh, none of this is top-end, and if any of this exceeds the cost of what you're willing to pay for an upgrade, it's it's all up to you. It's better in some cases if money is really a concern. Run Uru with what you have first and see if, if it runs okay, if it runs choppy, or if it looks bad, or if you're missing out on things in some cases with the, the, whatever video card you may have may not be rendering properly. And then maybe explore either driver upgrades or then a 
hardware upgrade option at that point. But if you want to be ready to roll as soon as Uru Live comes out, we recommend at least hitting the minimum recommendation that we follow. And remember, these actually aren't that expensive for computer parts. The minimum's only, can, at its lowest, $30. So. Again, that is relative to whichever vendor you look through. Anthony and I, of course, have some choice vendors of our own that we find pretty good deals. Yep. Uh, keep in mind, if you're looking in retail sectors, say Best Buy or Circuit City or any other choice vendor that you would might patronize, you're probably going to find higher prices than what you would find on, say, the Internet. Yeah. There's always markup in retail. <clears throat> and that comes to another thing. If you're going to hunt for computer parts, if you got some experience, the Internet's a good place to look because you can usually find some good deals there that you won't find in the retail market. With a shipping price that does not negate the deal. Yep. In fact... The shipping price, a lot of times, will come out less than the tax you would have paid at the retail location. I think that's probably where we'll wrap up this segment. Yeah, don't forget to tune in next time for our TCT Tech version 1.3 segment, where we... Well, we'll be covering the audio portion of the PC and Uru gaming experience. Oh, were you talking? <laughs> yes, I was. <clears throat> this would probably be a good time to say goodbye. This is the Janathus. And this is Anthony getting ready to take care of Janathus. Later. Come back here. I'm not through with you. Hello again. This is Mowog for the Cavern Today. Word's gotten around, and it's pretty common knowledge now, that Uru Live will be starting later this year. Needless to say, this is pretty exciting news, and I'm looking forward to live very eagerly. But recent events have added a much deeper element to my excitement. Well, an event and a book, to be specific. The event, not surprisingly, was Mysterium. I'm still feeling the thrill, even though I've been home for several days now. While there, I was able to chat with Rand, Rawa, Josh Staub, and Mark DeForest, to name a few. And needless to say, it was a genuine treat to meet everyone at Cyan. So our revival of Live now takes on a very personal note now that I've met the creators, the folks comprising the company that may stand or fall given the success or failure of Live. Once you've been hugged by Rawa, you start to see the success of Uru Live in a very different light. The book I mentioned is entitled From Mist to Riven, The Creations and Inspirations. At Cyan, it's known simply as The Coffee Table Book, it's actually been out since around the time of Riven, but I only recently purchased it at Mysterium. Mysterium and the book present a very poignant contrast. It was stated in one of our interviews that Riven represented how far Cyan could go given sufficient time and money. The book makes this very clear. There was not only the usual concept art, world building and puzzle design, etc. There were the trips to San Francisco for the live video shoots, real actors, real costumes and props, all courtesy of the Seattle Opera Company, trips to Santa Fe, New Mexico to research and photograph textures, not to mention the fact that it was during production of Riven that Cyan's splendid new headquarters building was constructed. It was truly the best of times for Cyan. The runaway success of Mist had given them the means to expand their dreams to a level they could only dream of before. Staff was increased, 
New silicon graphics workstations and a server cluster were purchased to handle development and rendering, and the future looked very bright indeed. And Riven was a popular and critical success, and is still regarded by many as the best product ever to come from the team at Cyan. But rather than rest on their laurels, they then moved directly into the early stages of production on Uru, while other studios handled the development of their interim titles, Mist 3 Exile and Mist 4 Revelation. Throughout its eight-year gestation, Cyan fully intended for Uru to make an even greater impact on the market than had Riven. But as most of us know all too well, the dream unraveled. When Uru Live was suddenly cancelled, the news hit the fans like a body blow. But I'm certain that our disappointment was nothing compared to the feelings at Cyan. And now that I've spoken with members of the Cyan team, both online and face-to-face, and have seen what kind of people they are, I'm starting to realize just how hard the closure must have hit them, and how huge the success of this new Uru Live will be to them personally, and to Cyan as a whole. Rand mentioned a few times at Mysterium that Cyan was a smaller company now, with fewer staff and limited resources, and that the full potential of Uru Live may be slow in coming. In other words, don't expect anything big right at first. Of course I couldn't help feeling the excitement, but that excitement was always shaded with the realization that this was still very much the cautious optimism, quote-unquote, to which Rand had alluded earlier, even with their recent link-up with GameTap. There is optimism, yes, and plenty of it, but until Uru Live finally releases, and until it has had some time to establish itself in the market and gain a following, Cyan will still be feeling the pain of the initial closure, living with the uncertainty, devoting countless hours to building the new Live, buoyed only by the tentative hope that it might just take off as they dreamed and become their future. None of us knows how well Live will actually do under GameTap. Personally, I hope that the new Uru Live will become the next Riven, that it will blow away the critics, redefine online adventure gaming, and draw members in record numbers, that it will allow Cyan to staff up as they did in their glory days, just to bring us all the new ages. And that's where we come in. The Uru Live sign-up page is already posted at urulive.com, and has been stressed elsewhere. When you subscribe to GameTap, be sure that you place your membership via this Uru Live page, as these Uru-specific memberships are being tracked by GameTap to judge interest. Not only that, your first month's membership will be free. Please note that if you've just joined GameTap for Uru Live, but via the regular sign-up, don't worry. You can contact Cyan to let them know you've joined for Live, and they will forward your name to GameTap. Please stand by for more details. For The Cavern Today, this is Moog, signing off. Well, that's about it for another episode of The Cavern Today. Thanks to everyone for making it another awesome month. It's been a lot of fun, what with half of our team meeting up at Mysterium in Spokane. Special thanks must go to Cyan for hosting it once again. It looked amazing. I hope you'll all have a look at the Book of Atris movie project that's going on at the moment. It's another great fan production and well worth supporting. In the same way, The Cavern Today is all about showcasing the cavern, and if you've got a project going on, well, we want to help you make it big. Visit our form at www.thecaverntoday.com and drop us a message. Special thanks has to go out to interview guests Kato from the GOAC and Vortmax from the DRC Liaisons. 
Also our thanks to Lane Morland for his awesome music composition, as well as all the other contributors. That's it. We'll see you, well, not literally on Podcast 17, which is, if I may say so, already in production. For the Cavern Today, around the world and across the shards, and now an Uru Live presentation, this is Tyon signing off. May the pinnacles rise up to meet you. May the glowbergs be always at your back. May the sunshine reflect of every Yisha page you do not see. May the rain fall on your alto, only when you desire rain. And until we meet again, may you be blessed with the night good fortune wherever you settle. Shorah B'Shem.